Well, hello, 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 and happy Tuesday. Welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into those tourist traps. We're your hosts, Stephanie Gerard and Katie Hilton, and each week we're bringing you to a new destination and interviewing a local to tell you where to stay, eat, drink, and play when you're in town. Not only are we saving you from looking like a tourist, but we're saving you for your valuable time. Yep. No one has time to yawn through Yelp, Google search, scroll through search, social media. Just pop on this episode two weeks before your trip and find out everywhere you need to stay, dine, drink, and play when you're in town. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode where we're going to Raleigh, North Carolina. Known as the City of Oaks, Raleigh is North Carolina's capital city, and over the last 10 years, it has grown significantly with new parks, restaurants, bars, greenways, and that's just the start of it. While it is the second largest city in North Carolina, you're still able to achieve that small town feel with over 90% of the businesses located downtown being small and locally owned. It's pretty cool. Snaps for Raleigh. The surrounding neighborhoods are full of gorgeous historic homes with the most amount of character, friendly neighbors, and plenty of old oak trees, hence how the city got its nickname. City of Oaks, get it? Raleigh is home to NC State, Go Wolfpack, and the Carolina Hurricanes, and while we could sit here for hours and talk about the love for the city, we have Alyssa Nostowski to tell us why she loves this big, small-town feel city. Alyssa is co-founder and COO of Dogwood Country Club. We'll get to this a little bit later in the podcast, but if you're wondering what that is, Dogwood Country Club is an indoor golf simulation experience located downtown and is perfect for experts of all levels. When I say perfect for experts of all levels, it also includes beginners. Keep that in mind. Outside of being a brilliant entrepreneur and small business owner, you can find Alyssa being the best mom to newborn baby boy Berkman, two cutie rescue pups, and seven chickens. She loves interior design. She loves to write DIY projects and Raleigh. This was one of the most fun interviews we've had, and we can't wait for y'all to meet her. Without further ado, Alyssa Nastowski. All right, you guys, we are here in Raleigh, North Carolina with the lovely Alyssa Nast. Yep, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> It's okay. It's a Polish name. It'll get you. Nostalski. Yeah, you got it. There you go. Okay. Before we get into the local lowdown on Raleigh, give us the lowdown on yourself. So introduce yourself. How long have you lived in Raleigh? What do you do? Sounds good. My name is Alyssa Nostalski, as you said. Um, I have been living in Raleigh for 22 years now. So vast majority of my life. Um, prior to that, we kind of hopped around the country a little bit as my dad was figuring out his work stuff but uh, and going through school. He was still in school when I was born. So um, that was a little bit crazy. But yeah, most of my life, this is really the only home that I know is Raleigh. And I've gotten to see so much happen in that time. Um, over the last few years, we opened a brick and mortar business in downtown Raleigh called Dogwood Country Club. My husband is a PGA pro. Um, so golf is huge for us. And I kind of jumped into the golf world with him as well for our uh, e-commerce business prior to this, which is still running as well. And um, so golf really just kind of took over everything for us. But Dogwood, the whole premise there was we wanted to get him um, into instruction, back into instruction. He had spent some time doing that. And originally, we were just looking for a very basic place to open up where we would have one bay, people could come in and swing. He would have the technology to kind of watch what's happening in their swing and diagnose and all that uh, kind of stuff. And, you know, 
then we kind of just let the the whole thing start snowballing from there. We got excited and we said, well, maybe it could be many bays and people could come in and they could play rounds of golf with their friends indoors because the technology has that capability. And uh, it really became this whole new thing that we've loved so much. It, it's a whole community center where people come to hang out. People do learn there. You have your very avid golfers who will come in to swing and get all of the analytics of everything. But it's um, it's been quite the experience. We've loved it. Wow. Did you play golf before you met your husband? I didn't, no. And no one in my family really did either. So it was, um, I really, they were starting their e-commerce business. He was starting with a friend of his. And I said, you know what, I'll hop in and help with some marketing stuff wherever you need a hand. Any small business is always all hands on deck, right? So I just thought I would help out there. And then to market golf, I needed to know golf. So I started learning more and more and more of it. And then I started getting nuts over it. I thought it was such a cool game. I started learning it. Um, and then, like I said, now it's just our whole world. Wow. I could definitely use some of your help with my swing. I was telling Katie <laughs> this earlier. Yesterday was like the first time I actually like hit a golf ball past like not miniature golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could not do it. I don't know what it was. Everybody was like telling me to keep my left arm straight and don't swing it like a baseball bat. But I, mine, it, I couldn't get it to, to go far. Oh my gosh. It's not me that you want the help from though. Definitely Dave. I (laughs) I still, um, we always say the funny thing about the golf business is everyone assumes that you golf all the time because you're in it. And some people are fortunate enough to do that. But a lot of people who work in golf are so busy running the golf aspects for other people that they're not actually getting to swing. So um, I can get around. I can play decently, but like Dave is, Dave's the pro. I bet you. <laughs> Did you so you have to know about golf to to do their marketing. Did you just start playing with him? Like cuz my husband is obsessed with golf. Like he could do that every day. He could be yeah. single and play golf for the rest of his life and he's probably not probably not remember me. Um and oh my he's like, asked me several times to go play with him and and I've gone a couple times and I'm not good, obviously. And then he kind of just got he kind of gets a little frustrated. So um, I'm like, you're giving me hope that we're, my husband and I are going to have this brand new bond soon. And you're giving yeah. me that hope. No, I think that it's possible. So the first rule is, which I tell people, our environment in Dogwood is so cool for beginning golfers because it's a little bit more private. It's bays, right? So if you're trying to learn, for me, one of the biggest barriers to entry is being super embarrassed when I was bad at it. I was used to being an athlete my whole life. And the fact that I had like decent muscle buildup and was fast, I was always very fast. I could be pretty good at any sport, right? But that's not how golf works. Like it's not really about the muscle, although guys now kind of are really bulking up. But a lot of it is just getting that proper motion and the finesse of it. And so I didn't have my standard speed and whatever to get me through. Um, So when you're trying to kind of figure all that out, going into those private bays and not having somebody watching you is the key. I feel like it's a good way to to get your mind on what you're doing and not worry about the people around you and how you look. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, pretty much everyone is terrible when they start. And that's the number one rule. There are people who, you know, maybe because they played hockey or baseball, they're very, they've got really great hand-eye coordination. They have a basic motion down. Um, but you're probably going to be terrible to start. So if he can just have a little bit of patience with you and you can do things like, right. So like when I started, I would just have a limit of how many times I would hit on a hole. Like I'm not going to hit it more than eight times on a hole. Right. And I'm, I'm done. We're going to keep moving. 
Um, and then maybe you just tee up a little bit farther down the fairway. Maybe you don't start on the tee box. Maybe you just start when you're halfway to the hole and just get comfortable. And I have also a problem with step, like Stephanie said, keep your left arm straight. Like my, my boobs get in the way. Like they're not even that big, <laughs> but like I can't get past them. <laughs> well, who's teaching you when they're telling you this? Is this just people who do golf and they're, they're guys? Yeah. 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 They're no professional. (laughs) (laughs) I would say you either need to speak to a woman who knows how to golf so she can talk to you about how to deal with that or an instructor obviously knows for the most part what, you know, how to direct different body types. So it's not you. (laughs) I'm going to say it's them. It's the guys. I think we can jump into the local lowdown. So Katie, I'll let you take it. Yes. So we are all from Raleigh, but can you tell our listeners why should someone consider visiting Raleigh? Ooh, I like that question. Um, so the the way that I always describe Raleigh is it's a technically a major city. We're the capital of North Carolina, which everyone <laughs> always confuses and thinks that it's Charlotte. Charlotte is a bigger city um, in theory, but we are the capital and we've got a cute downtown. But the thing that makes it neat is I think that there's something to Raleigh that it still really has that heart of a small town. Um, so one of the things, and I'm sure I'll talk about this 10 more times as we go. One of the things about Raleigh is how much of business is locally owned, which makes it all really unique, right? Um, we don't have a bunch of huge corporate chains. It's a lot of local flavor built in to everything that we do because that's just what's here. That's how it all goes. It's something like, uh, 95% of businesses downtown are locally owned, which is wild. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we went to, um, I'm part of Downtown Raleigh Alliance, and we went to one of their mm-hmm. meetings, and that was one of the stats they threw out there. It's And when you think about it, it's hard to name a bunch of corporate chains down in our downtown area. It is a lot of just very unique little gift shops and restaurants and all that kind of stuff, which I love. Um, so it's just, it has that super cool, and I feel like by the time you've been here for a little while, if somebody's going to physically be here um, living, everyone kind of knows everyone too, which is neat. What's the best neighborhood? So someone's coming to visit. What's Where are they going to stay? That's a really good question. So I would say um, my favorite area of all is Oakwood, which is downtown. It is a historic neighborhood. So it has a lot of beautiful, very charming houses. And at the same time for somebody visiting, so that would be an Airbnb for sure. There are no hotels hotels in there. Um there's this just adorable little row of, of restaurants and bars and all that kind of stuff that kind of like we're talking about, give you that really cute little local local vibe that you're looking for. So I would say Oakwood, Airbnb. If you want a whole bunch of stuff really close to you that makes your life really easy, then head over to North Hills and you would probably stay at one of the hotels there. But that's not my true recommendation. I would say Oakwood for sure, Airbnb it. Thank yeah, you, I agree. I agree. If you were to stay at a, at a hotel downtown, do you have a recommendation? Mm, a hotel downtown. I would say, shoot, this is going to drive me crazy because I know there's an adorable bed and breakfast that they just opened. And now I can't think what the heck it's called. It guest house? Called- yes, that's the one. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I love that you're from here and you can answer for me. Yes, guest house. <laughs> Like, I would love to do a staycation there. I physically have not, but I've followed along with them, and they're super talented, and it looks crazy charming. Guest house, for sure. 
it was a couple months ago, but we were in touch with the owners. We were going to get a tour so that we can talk about it on the podcast. And I feel like they do a great job of like incorporating local like products um, and companies in each each room. So that's super cool. I definitely feel like you get a local vibe if you stay there. For sure. Yeah. But okay, let's move into our next segment. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. Where are your top places to eat? Okay, this is really hard for me. Like very difficult. Number one, I love to eat. If I have a a spare moment, what I want to do is go eat somewhere. I love that. Um, So if I have to narrow it down to like top three. Okay. Number one, I'm going to say the Stanbury. Do y'all know the Stanbury? Yes. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it because like, I almost don't want to say it on a podcast and tell everyone because I love that it's almost a place you have to know, right? And it's um, one of those, if you're a Raleigh native, you know, or if, you, if you've been here for long enough, you know the right people, you know to go, but it's not highly publicized anywhere. It has the coolest vibe when you're inside of there. And the menu, the food is excellent. The menu is usually a seasonal stuff coming through. It's always rotating. Um, they've got a talented chef there. It's cozy whenever you go. It's like everything I dreamed of, right? So that's the Stanbury. There are animals all over the walls, all kinds of crazy stuff. That for sure your, is like number one for me. Sorry to interrupt, but what are your top like three tapas there? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm curious because it's probably one of – it's it's my top three restaurants also. Wait, yeah, what are yours then? Because you seem like you really have an answer. Like to me, I feel like I'm always dabbling around. Brussels sprouts are awesome there. They're so are you a Brussels good. sprout person? Yes. Yes. They're so good. I love their um, – the – oh my gosh. <laughs> bone marrow. Yes, the bone marrow. I don't even know if I've done the bone marrow. It's so good. It's so good. Do you like salty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So good. It's See, like I'm actually – I've never – am I lying? Have I done it? I really <laughs> like to try stuff, but I'm not like – I have never – I don't think I've ever ordered bone marrow. I've thought about doing it just so I can be like, yeah, I tried the bone marrow, right? Like I'm not scared to try new stuff, but I don't yeah. think I've done it. I'll do it there. Definitely. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and for our listeners, I feel like the stand, like I feel like it's definitely a place um, for adventurous eaters. So if yeah. you're picky, I mean, all the food is fantastic, but it's just you don't get your your kind of like basic dishes there. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I agree. But there is like if somebody's not adventurous, like my mom's not adventurous at all whatsoever. I have we only recently convinced her to try Brussels sprouts as a human being, like. <laughs> she doesn't touch most seafood like hardly touches anything but she'll go eat at the stanbury they they fix things wonderfully they get really unique Mm -hmm. flavor and stuff like that but you can get like chicken right or Mm -hmm. steak it's just going to be done with some unique flavors to it or the sides might be a little bit different than what you would normally think yeah and fun fact it used to be an old laundromat i love that fact i'm taking that with me i'm just gonna tuck that (laughs) that away i love that and it's it's really cool because it's not in like an area that you would think it's in a little neighborhood it's just tucked away exactly Um, but fun fact um i don't really know if this is fun but um so we went to stainberry it was me and my husband and then our other two friends um we went for the first time like four or five years ago and we had made a day of like day drinking on Glenwood and then we just happened to go to at the time the boy's roommate 
was the chef at Stanbury. He went and got us in. We didn't have a reservation, which, by the way, um, if you guys do want to go, definitely try to make a reservation online or call in. It's pretty small, so walk-ins could be maybe a little bit difficult, but um, we had had a couple of drinks before we got there. So um, our server, he was really cute, um, kind of wouldn't leave him alone, but he, I'm pretty sure he had a boyfriend, so it wouldn't have worked out anyways, but he's still there. And we went a couple weeks ago, pretty sure he was like trying to avoid me, but we all still, we still laugh about it when we see each other. He's still there? Yeah, he's still there. He's so- I was going to be like, I feel so- like I but I was like, that's so dumb to be like, like <laughs> the same guys. <laughs> um, that's just my little fun story, which is a little embarrassing actually for myself. But anyways. But yeah, but good mm-hmm. vibes with the servers too, right? Like it's all good yes. when you're there. You just feel right at home. I love it. You really do. Mm-hmm. I also saw um, <laughs> celebrity sighting there. I'm a big fan of Big Brother. So that's, I'm sure, really normal. I have it's questions not. about this. but <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> Number one, just full disclosure, I had no idea that Big Brother was still on air. Big Brother is still airing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> 20-some seasons later. Wow. Wait, Katie, I'm so going to interrupt you. But Christmas Abbott, she used to own a CrossFit gym downtown, and she made it to the final three four years ago, maybe. And that's that fall we saw her at Stanbury and I went up and met her, obviously. Alyssa, don't worry. When she told me this story, I had no idea who she was. So if you don't know who she's talking about. No, I didn't even know Big Brother was on TV. (laughs) Yeah. I've never seen an episode. I did not mean to go off on such a A tangent. a tangent. Go on with your places. Oh, um, that's right. Okay, so more. So, um, but I feel like the Stanbury is enough. Like, I feel like I just revealed a gem to everyone. Um, so then, this is so hard, y'all. My next pick was Second Empire. Mm-hmm. We really love good Second food. Empire. So delightful. Just a wonderful place to visit. It's right in the heart of downtown on Hillsborough Street. Um, it's been there forever. The food's amazing. So I love the duck there. As long as duck's on the menu. Actually, it's kind of my rule. If duck's on the menu somewhere, I will order the duck for the most part. Mm -hmm. Duck's incredible. There's a cool little bar downstairs for before or after your meal that you can kind of sneak down to the basement. Um, Again, incredible service. Just so lovely. They've always got little lights in the trees. It's a very romantic little spot. That's my romantic, my date night spot. Yes. Um, So happy you said Second Empire. Fun fact, I used to work there. Yep. I was a food runner. Love it there. I have to tell you this funny joke. So (laughs) I was a food runner, like I said, and it was like my third day on the job. And this was like my first time working in like in the kitchen and all the chefs would call the chicken breast a chicken tit. So I didn't know, like I was like, oh, like maybe it's because it's a fancy restaurant, which for our followers or listeners, um, it is pretty pricey. But I was like, oh, maybe because it's fancy, like they call the chicken breast a chicken tit. Like maybe it's a fancy term. So on my third day, I had my first chicken tit to run. And at Second Empire, the food runners, when they drop your plate, they say the name of the dish. So I I literally said, pardon me, ma'am, I have your chicken tit. And (laughs) it was at that moment I knew I 
I messed up. And the other food runner that I was with like looked at me and was like, what did you just say? I ran away. I didn't see her reaction, but um, I'm sure it wasn't great. But that was my fun little story about Second Empire. But it is a great, great restaurant, awesome food. I saw a review one time on Google that was like, it was a great meal, except for it was super offensive that our food runner said chicken to it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Oh, oh my god! I, <laughs> I I'm totally kidding. Face, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been so funny. My heart just dropped like to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like you're very witty and sarcastic. I love it, and I'm loving Ooh. it. Oh my gosh! Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Any other recommendations? Okay, so we have to hit like a brunch spot, right? Yes, please. So this is so hard for me. Can I give you two? Can I give you two brunch spots? Yes. Yes. So Iris at the North Carolina Museum of Art is awesome. Partially just because I love North Carolina Museum of Art, but their menu is always really great too. They have a great menu there. Um, And the environment that you're in is wonderful because you're surrounded by art and there's a really neat wall with all these vines woven that some super talented person made that kind of sits as a <laughs> backdrop. Lots of bright natural light in there. It's a great way to start the day. It's a good like early whatever Saturday, Sunday deal. Aside from Iris, then I feel like you cannot talk about Raleigh and not talk about Pools Diner, which mm-hmm. you can do pools for anything, but I think pools is excellent for brunch too. I had a feeling that you were going to say that. <laughs> Have you had um, the hot cake? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love how excited you were to get that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, I mean, there's so much that you can order at pools. And you, you really can't go wrong, right? But it's really like our claim to fame too because uh, Ashley Christensen is now, you know, she, she won the James Beard. Um, she's opened what, like six restaurants downtown now, but that's kind of her keystone one is pools. And she's got the famous cookbook from pools because the, the fair is so delightful there. So yeah, I mean, I feel like you can't not say pools, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. The only down part is I don't think you can make a reservation though, right? I think that's right. Cause I know that I've like stood out down the street in a line before waiting. Yeah. You can't reserve. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. If you are getting hangry and you can't wait, she also has other restaurants that are awesome. So she has Beasley's Mm -hmm. Chicken and then Poolside Pies. What else does she have? Death and Taxes, but that's dinner. Mm -hmm. And then what's the – She – Fox. She had Jewel. Yes, Fox's Liquor Bar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fox's Liquor Bar is super cute. Um, Jewel was a great brunch spot. She wound up, I love her for a lot of reasons, but she wound up giving up Jewel and gave that space to one of her employees, like one of her chefs or something that she had on staff. Cause it was his dream to open a restaurant. And so that's now an oyster bar, but it was formerly Jewel, which was a great brunch spot. So, um, okay. We've got a couple restaurants that we're going to go to. Where are we drinking? So pre-dinner drinks, post-dinner day drinking, what are the best places okay, for so, cocktails, wine? Well, now that we kind of tiptoed into it, I would say I, I love Fox's Liquor Bar just because it's kind of this unique. It has that kind of speakeasy feel to it, right? Where it's hidden around a corner and you need to go down stairs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I like Fox's, but that's not 
probably in my top three list. My top three, I am going to say the Atlantic Lounge, but you have to know someone to get into Atlantic Lounge. So you can't just come to Raleigh and go hop down there, right? It's I feel like all of mine are speakeasies now that I'm saying this. <laughs> it is it's love truly like a speakeasy. You have to have a key to enter the bar. It's a tiny little bar that sits down below the street. Um, so you can you can have a key to get in or you can be, I think each person with a key can have one single guest come with them. So if you have multiple people with keys, you could have a, a group coming. But it's a very limited space, adorable downstairs, just super cozy. They've got great liquor and they've got guys who just love to mix drinks and they're so good at it. It's awesome. That's in Oakwood. So if you're in Oakwood and you can cozy up to somebody who's uh, living there when you're airbnb <laughs> and get a key. And that's actually what they did when they opened it. They first offered keys to people in the Oakwood neighborhood and no one else could get them unless they lived over there. And then once they kind of circled through and saw how many people were going to fit into the space, I think was the deal um, and how busy it would be. Then they opened up a wait list for people who were not living in Oakwood to come in. And and yeah, you buy a membership, you get a key, that whole deal. Wow. Another reason why to stare, stay at an open beat, uh, stare at, stay at an Airbnb, talk to yeah. your neighbors, get to know the locals, and then be like, hey, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna hey, need do to you find- have a key? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need to find a local here to to get me a key. I've never even heard of that. That's so cool. Me too. Let's oh, I have here. a key. I don't know. I think I can like recommend you, but I don't know. I've never actually done that. I'll check. Whoa, you got a key. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I was on everyone's gonna list. be hitting you up. <laughs> <laughs> I was waitlisted for it. And then after they got through the the neighborhood, they did whatever with the wait list and I got in. And then other than that, I think now you just have to have somebody else refer you to get a key. So if all goes well today, you know. (laughs) Maybe we're on our best behavior. Shoulders back. (laughs) Right. Um, I love it. Okay. Well, if we can't find a key, where else are we drinking around Raleigh? Watson Ward. For so many reasons. Number one, I have known um, one of the owners for like over half of my life. And he's an awesome guy, super fascinating, whole other story for another day. But he's great. He is um, an artist and a filmmaker. And I think that kind of comes out in Watson Ward. So he's super creative, like lives for these scenes. He's actually one of his favorite directors is Wes Anderson. I think he's very influenced by that. And I feel like you can kind of feel that when you go down and to Watson Ward, um, you really enter almost another era. You enter this whole other place when you get down there. So it's speakeasy style as well. Um, you'll you'll go down these kind of old concrete stairs down to the basement, and then it's got several rooms. They do jazz there, I think, on Thursday nights. But then also, it, it's not strictly all you know in this deep dark hole. You can actually go back up out the back to a really cute little courtyard with um, market lights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's such a great outdoor space. It's huge. I love the great Gatsby and I feel like I get, I'm like, I feel like I'm in the movie when I'm at Watson Wards. I, I love yeah. it. It's great for summer because it has the outdoor area, but then it's also super cozy for those cold nights. Just stay inside and you have a cocktail. Um, a great. Love that place. So glad. I you just love places that feel like 
you need to know about it when you're there, right? Like it's like this little secret thing. That's kind of my my thing for every category is, oh, what's the secret spot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Watson Ward fits that vibe too. Are there any other spots that we definitely need to visit while we're here? To drink. Um, this to one's drink. a newbie and I wish that I knew more about it to talk in a whole lot of detail. Um, I, I can't say that I'm a regular there or anything, but Stir at North Hills is very cool. Yeah, I've heard great things. I've been to the one in Charlotte and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, Wait, but there's they, one in Charlotte? Yep, they just opened up. Yeah, they're okay. always super busy, but it's it, it was great. It was It's definitely a good, good suggestion. Oh my gosh. My, I was like, I've specifically been naming local places and you just made me think I was talking about a chain all of a sudden. I'm like, it's not a chain, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> Tell me it's fine. not a chain. Um, but it sounds like maybe is Raleigh the first one and then Charlotte is the second one. Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. do that. They'll do a Raleigh and a Charlotte. So yeah, cool. I think all that's right. like, those are my my three main drink spots. All right. Well, now that we are full and um, a little tipsy, what activities are we doing around Raleigh? Well, I didn't know we were going to be doing these tipsy. That's a whole whole other fall game. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so my basic, like if I have a spare moment to go hop around town somewhere and I just want to have a nice day, probably one of my first thoughts is always going to be the North Carolina Museum of Art. For a few reasons. First of all, I'm like kind of a nerd about art. I like art a lot. Um, I shouldn't say nerd because that makes it sound like I know what I'm doing and I don't, but (laughs) but I love to look (laughs) at it. I really enjoy taking it in. And it's an incredible art museum. I used to go before they built the whole new wing, the whole new building really that they put in. And the new building, I'm calling it new, but it's been there for a little while now. To me, it's new. Uh, It's incredible it's beautiful just the the architecture itself itself is stunning but lots of natural light comes through I mean it was very thoughtfully put together and there are some really neat pieces in there in the museum itself and then I would say aside from that when you're there there's so much to do those grounds are so awesome so if you don't want to walk around in there and you don't want to go get brunch at Iris or look at the paintings the outdoor space is probably the best in all of Raleigh there are some really neat sculptures out there, like huge sculptures that are really cool to take in. They're very overwhelming, um, but hiking trails, biking trails, whatever you want to call them, so much to do in the outdoor space as well. So overall, like NCMA is one of my top picks for things to do on on a day off. And I think I recently just heard, though, for, for right now for COVID, you can make you can sign up for a time slot and you you have to go during your time. So they're very um, COVID friendly and, and aware. I didn't know that. They also did a cool thing for COVID with Ashley Christensen, speaking of that, where they did um, the AC restaurant. I don't know what they called it, AC at the park or something. So you could go to the back window in the outdoor section of the museum where all the fields and everything are, and you could go pick up your food. You would order it ahead of time online. You just go grab it. And then you take it out and have a picnic out in the field and enjoy the fresh air and it was just perfect. I think it's still going on. I think AC at the park is what it's called is still going on. So if it is, you should definitely do it. It's well worth it. Cool. And then um, I'm, I'm a super like outdoorsy oriented person um, in a lot of ways, probably because a lot of my time at work is indoors, which I will say also, I have to, you know, come see me if you have a day. <laughs> come see me at Dogwood. 
So like we said, we're indoor golf, great for like a rainy day too, if you are specifically looking for a rainy day activity. But for, for a lot of people, it's just fun on any day. Whether you're learning golf, you can go in the bay. If you are a huge avid golfer, it's got all of the info you need on your swing and all that kind of stuff. There's You're playing courses from around the world. We just got Pebble Beach. Golfers are like really pumped on that. So come see me is a, a definite fun weekend thing to do. Um, but if you're going to be back outside, I would say the state farmer's market, that's like my, if it's Saturday or Sunday in particular, you can go any day of the week, but Saturday, Sunday is the best because kind of all of the farmers come in at that time. It gets you in the mood for whatever season you're in because they're always bringing in the seasonal stuff, right? So if it's fall, then everyone's, all the farmers are trucking in their pumpkins and their hay bales and, um, apple cider, if it's Christmas, you start seeing the Christmas wreaths that they've made and, and trees you can get there and all kinds of stuff. So it's a fun, like seasonal place outdoors, again, supporting local, tons of local farmers come in. Um, and it's just something to really take in. It's again, one of those things that makes Raleigh feel really like that small town. It's got that heart of a small town in it. And so my family is like an hour and a half away there in Greensboro, but it really is different than your local farmer's market. Like it's, it's, it's huge. They have a farmer's market, um, a, a restaurant and they have um, yeah, Katie, like a, a farmer's market has a farmer's market. Yep. <laughs> have a, oops. Um, but it, it is really a cool experience that you can spend your whole morning in. And I have fam. like I, what I meant to say was I have family that comes like from Greensboro to, to go just for the afternoon. So it is really fun. Yeah. And the restaurant, speaking of the restaurant, the restaurant is really good. That's a good like breakfast spot. If you're not looking for mimosas or something like that, it's just a good wholesome country breakfast. So, I mean, that's worth mentioning with the food too. It's, it's very cute. Okay. Anything, any other activities that we should do around Raleigh? I think those are my, those are my three. I mean, I obviously want you to come see me for a lot of reasons. I would love your support, but I just, (laughs) I love to meet people too. So, and I'm usually at Dogwood all the time. So that's always fun to have people kind of okay, pop I can't in wait to come well. visit you. <laughs> Katie yeah. and I will finally become golf gals. Yeah. Well, so we you do, say- um, when it's not COVID, we do a lady sip and swing, which is truly a total blast. It's usually a lot of girls who are interested in golf, but, you know, aren't very far along in their game at all whatsoever. And it's, um, it's very oriented around wine. <laughs> that, that, that's how it starts. The first like half hour is just drinking and chatting. And we always do something fun to get to know each other. And then it's like very laid back group instruction. And we usually play a game to see, you know, how well you are doing with whatever we learned. And and then you close up. And everyone's always cheering for each other. It's a very good little tiptoe into the game, I think. We can't wait for that to be back Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I will say yesterday when I was hitting balls, um, I had a hard time actually hitting the ball. Like I kept swinging and missing. So with wine, it might make matters even worse, but (laughs) but more fun. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) There we go. And you'll feel less embarrassed. As long as you feel good, it'll get you on the right track. I'm telling you. Right. But okay, let's move into our last segment, which is our rapid fire round. So we have a couple of just quick spit questions. Yeah. Katie, take it away. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Most Instagrammable spot? Probably Boylan Bridge. I think it's probably the most Instagram spot in Raleigh is Boylan Bridge. Has that um, huge view of the city. Perfect. Best pizza spot? 
Oakwood Pizza Box. Taking you back to Oakwood yes. again. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Best Frawley event. Okay, so I have two. We can go two different ways on this. Are we talking about like large scale, everyone in the city goes to this event, or small scale? I just love this event that occurs each year. Let's hear both. Let's hear both. Yeah. Okay, so the event that I love that happens every year, it will, except for 2020 pandemic year, um, the SPCA Furball. It's a really wonderful event. It's obviously uh, a charity event, so it's a wonderful night. Everyone gets dressed up, but then they bring in like puppies and kittens that you're cuddling, and, and then the whole thing is to help take care of homeless puppies and kittens, and it's great. It's a wonderful event. That's every October usually. Um, large scale thing that happens in Raleigh, I would say, I feel so funny, like, I, I do mean this, but it feels funny to say it, is the state fair. Yeah. There's so much at the state fair that's ridiculous that happens that you're like, am I saying the state fair? But, <laughs> <laughs> but it also has something for everyone. And it's just, I think partially because I grew up here, it's kind of built in me that I can't help but be excited every year when the fair is coming to town. Aside from like knowing that the traffic's going to be horrible and whatever, it's just, there are just funny things there and it's just always a sight to take in. And I feel like you have to at least see it once if you're not a state fair type person. It's just something you have to see. Save up all of your um, calories or carbs for that day because you're going to want to have like everything deep fried. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What's your favorite fair food? Mm -hmm. My favorite fair food... Okay, I love watching people walk around with the giant turkey legs, like the huge, whatever they are, <laughs> the huge turkey things, and just like gnawing on them, like they look like cavemen. Um, yep. But I feel like I have to pick like a fried food, right? Maybe I keep thinking about it's not my favorite, but remember when they brought in the Krispy Kreme burger? Yeah, that was unique. It was unique. <laughs> not my favorite. It just keeps popping in my head when I'm like, fair food. So yes, they had a, the buns were Krispy Kreme donuts, and then it was like a cheeseburger or whatever in the middle. I don't know if they still do that, but that was mm-hmm. quite the uh, the heart attack of a year. Um, Very unique. Maybe fried Oreos? That's what I was thinking. They're so good. Yeah, yeah or like I always have to get a candy apple. It's just a, I have to get one while I'm there. But staple. yeah, I mean... Yeah, but fair food, fried Oreos, I think. Love that. that. Fried Oreos and fried Reese's. Very good. I don't think I've done fried Reese's. Oh, it's good. Next. Huh. All right, your favorite coffee shop. Okay, so like my my rapid fire answer is going to be third place um, in Five Points, the neighborhood. It's very cozy. It's like the Friends, like Central Perk is what I feel like. And these big comfy couches and just super quaint. And then if I wasn't going just cozy, I would probably say I most regularly go to, it's actually not even Raleigh, it's in Fuquay, which is a suburb of Raleigh, but um, Cultivate in Fuquay is like probably one of my favorite coffee shops. It's just wonderful. That's all I have to say about it, it's wonderful. (laughs) It's very clean. You've never been? I've never been to Cultivate, but I used to live in Five Points and would go to third place like every other day. There's just something to love about it. There's nothing fancy about it at all. It's just like when you think of a coffee shop, a cozy coffee shop where you're going to read a book or study or something like third place, that's what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they have really good smoothies. Obviously, really good coffee, but they have good smoothies too. And then they have, I would always get like a breakfast sandwich or, or a bagel. Best wine and cheese spot? Vita Vitae. I kind of wanted to throw them in for drinks, I guess, if I really thought about it. But, like, if you're thinking wine, Vita Vitae, for sure. The best season to visit? Uh, Fall, for sure. We're the city of Oaks, so, I mean, you hit fall and everything starts changing colors. Plus the stuff we've talked about, right? Like, my favorite events are in the fall. I feel like the state farmer's market is the best in the fall. All the stuff that comes in, you know, in the harvest in the fall is just wonderful. Plus, then you have football, state fair, all that kind of stuff. Fall for sure. I, I think I'd agree too. Best rooftop. I know that we don't have a lot of rooftop bars, but I'm curious, what's your favorite? Okay, so it is a, technically it's a bar. It's really a restaurant. You're right. When you think of a rooftop bar, you're thinking like, sitting on top of a skyscraper. Um, it's not like that at all. I would say You're gonna Taverna say Jolie. Agora. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Taverna Agora, which Jolie was my second pick. Um, I was very, I actually thought Jolie first and then I was dabbling around a bit and I'm like, you know what, Taverna Agora. Because they're both similar though, right? They're both, they both actually sit very low. There's one story below that's the restaurant and then up above <laughs> is the open airspace. Um, and Jolie's in Oakwood, so I love it for that reason. But also, that's Scott Crawford, right? Is that Scott Crawford that does Jolie? Oh, yeah. Like, he's super talented. I I almost should have put Crawford and Son in restaurants, too. Um, so Jolie's great. Taverna Agora has all the vines growing over you. And if it's, like, gross weather out, I feel like you can kind of cozy up at Taverna Agora still. Um, so Taverna Agora, for sure, like I said. Not like you're like overlooking the city, but it's right next to Second Empire. Yeah, that's right, what I was just it's right next door. Yeah, yeah. If you get dinner at Second Empire, you can um, just make your way over for to Taverna for drinks. Yeah, and Taverna Agora is there. and Taverna Agora is Greek, and they are open for lunch and dinner. And I think Jolie is um, they're French, but I think they're only open for dinner. Just to um, I think that's for, right. The, yeah, for the listeners who are planning their stay, keep that in mind. Okay, what's your favorite local business? Well, that's so hard because I just love local businesses. And there are so many in Raleigh. Um, Top three. Okay, well, aside from my own, because that has to be my favorite. But <laughs> Dogwood Country Club. Um, <laughs> let's just plug it. Keep plugging it, girls. <laughs> Dogwood Country Club is the best local business. Was it repetition or like someone someone whisper down low this whole time? Yeah. Dogwood Country Club. Yeah, subliminal messaging is what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> subliminal advertising. Um, yes. Dogwood is great. I feel like my like place that I always have to go to and my go-to place if I need just a little something for somebody is Deco downtown. Super adorable. I, I What would we call it? A gift shop? Do you think that's yeah. yeah. One of those stores yeah. that you can just like stay in there for an hour and just like keep going around in a circle and you find something new every single time. Yeah. And there's always something that you're excited about. I feel like I, there's always something that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, they have like very local things there too. So if you're visiting, I feel like it's a good spot to stop if you want a little memento because they'll have Raleigh t-shirts and Raleigh postcards and I don't know, whatever else Raleigh's on. But so, it's not I mean, that's like my go-to. They come up with like clever ways to say things or like cool illustrations. Um, for sure. Deco's like 
a must see if you're here. It's not like wild, like <laughs> it's not like oh I'm here, <laughs> but I think if you want a little something or you want some cute shopping, like you should definitely go by there. Yeah, Very I neat. agree. Okay, this is the last one. Um, are there any places in Raleigh that you can think of that are kind of touristy and that maybe don't have to necessarily be at the top of your list when you visit? That are specifically touristy. Um, hmm. Well, I would say doesn't need to be at the top of my list is there are so few places that aren't local that like if you're going to come here and go hit up something that's a chain that has I mean I don't mind if it's Raleigh and Charlotte that's fine it's still unique to North Carolina but like mm -hmm. if there's something that you could go to in three other states 10 other states 50 other states like don't go to that don't come to Raleigh for that because what makes Raleigh so cool is how local it is and how many unique restaurants shops bars whatever it is that we have mm -hmm. yeah I agree. I agree. But okay. <laughs> Before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip? So do you have like a mantra or a product or a book or a podcast that you want to share um, with our or listeners? Number one travel tip is go with the flow. So mm -hmm. I think that it's very easy when you're going somewhere to get very excited to take the list of things that we've said today and say, I want to hit up these seven of them. But like, don't be so rigid in whatever schedule you've set or whatever specific things you want to do. It's fine to have like one or two that you're like, yeah, I definitely have to do that. But don't miss out on like the beautiful wine bar you walked past because you're too busy staying to this schedule or having to do this, that, and the other thing. Like part of getting to know a place is kind of just exploring and allowing yourself to try something that you had never heard of. You just happen to see it. And then I also think like if you're you're too structured you might not fully take in the whole vibe of the place you, you're in. So if you're there and you're kind of being relaxed and just really paying attention to the people and how things go, you'll fit in a little bit better and you'll learn a lot more from it than just going in and trying to be yourself and follow these schedules and hit these places up. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Katie and I always say like, have your itinerary, like make your reservations. But once you get there, like if you need to veer away, that's okay. Kind of back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like back up if you get super hangry, like you have that reservation. But if you do see that wine shop that you want to go to, go to it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. And then where can our listeners find you? I mean, they can find me in like 100 places on social media. But the most direct <laughs> way to get to me is my name on Instagram. That's Alyssa Nostowski. I will spell this very long name out for you. <laughs> E-L-Y-S-S-A. N-A-S-T-A-L-S-K-I, Alyssa Nostalski um, on Instagram. Awesome. All right. Well, thank and you so much. And at Dogwood Country Club. And, <laughs> yeah. and at Dogwood underscore golf. <laughs> but yes, if you, if you head to my profile, it'll connect you to the other ones. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait for our listeners to come visit Raleigh and experience the magnificent city that it is. Well, thank you for this having was, me and thank you for highlighting Raleigh. This was so much fun. Thank you, Alyssa. Yeah. Thank y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening in. If you enjoyed Raleigh and want more of Raleigh, tune in next year because we're going to have another Raleigh episode. Yes, I just said Raleigh three times in three seconds, but that's okay. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review where you listen to this podcast. Uh, tune in 
we have Asheville coming up in two days. You do not have to wait until next Tuesday. You can wait two days, 48 hours.